Good morning, podcast, and welcome to yet another episode of the Piet Lambert Show. Before we get started, I want to wish you a happy 4th of July if you're in the USA. And if you're not, I'm wishing you a happy day. There is always a good reason to celebrate. All right, today we have a very special guest. His name is Alex Xian. Alex is literally the perfect example of someone who recently left his corporate finance job and decided to go full-time into photography. He's hustling really hard, and throughout the podcast, we're going to be digging into his journey. How did he get started? Why did he quit his previous job? What were his biggest struggles? And what direction does he want to take his future in the world of photography and videography? I think this episode is pure gold if you're either a freelancer or if you're thinking of going your own route. No matter what age you are, I think you will enjoy it. For some context about Alex, please check him out on Instagram before. His Instagram is underscore Alex Q-I-A-N. Obviously, if you're driving, if you're doing something dangerous, don't do it right now, please. (laughs) I don't want you to die. Last but not least, I want to express my gratitude for you listening right now. Remember, if you love that podcast, share it with the world, tag me in your Instagram stories. That means the world to me. And with no further ado, let's get started with the podcast. Let's welcome Alex. I want you to pronounce your family name for me. Quan. Oh, wow. Okay. In Chinese, it's Qian. Ah, thank you. All it right. means money in Chinese, actually. No way. Yep. So, welcome to the podcast, Alex Money. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, Alex, you have an interesting career because you started in finance, but one day you decided to quit everything and you became a photographer. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what happened? When when was that tipping point? Um, it was last year. It was, it was almost a, exactly a year ago, actually, today. Today is what, the 28th? Today is the 20th of June, yeah. Yeah, literally like next week is when is like a one-year anniversary. What what what, um, what happened? Was it a one-day process? No, it was one of those things where it was like a slow burn, right? Um, I was like really deeply unfulfilled and like unhappy, um, but still kind of going through the motions just because like I think most people just kind of prefer um, unhappiness and comfort versus, you know, the unknown Oh. And happiness. You think right? so? Definitely, man. Like, it's such a it's such a big topic nowadays where, like, everybody hates their job sort of thing. But nobody, not a lot of people are willing to give up that job. I see. Like, give up their comfort for, like, what, you know, the next step or, like, newer pastures, right? Or, how, like, pursuing their passion sort of thing. How you difficult know? was it for you? How did you, like... How did it happen in your head? Were you, did you wake up one day and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to quit tomorrow? Uh, so, dude, this is actually a really cool story. Um, I, I, I used to tell everyone that I quit because, you know, it sounds a lot cooler where you're just like, oh, he, he quit. He did like a super brave thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like before, I was really unhappy and I was still working there, but for a long time, I just kind of stayed because they were paying me well, and it was pretty. It was a pretty easy job, okay. you know, like nine to five, yes, but like literally nine to five. I I didn't have to work extra if I didn't want to. I had my weekends and stuff like that. Um, it was just kind of other aspects of the job that, that I just really wasn't happy with. But um, I was talking to my one of my good buddies, Merv, um, and he's super inspirational person too. He's he's doing his thing um, just in the music realm of things. Um, but I was telling him, we we, ta- we had talked about this like for a long time before um, I actually pulled the trigger. And I was like, at the time, burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. I was doing photography, kind of hustling really hard, doing all these odd gigs, um, which like I said, like my job still provided me a little bit of freedom so I could balance it and do both. But I was getting kind of worn out and my job performance wasn't, it was suffering like a lot because I was like spending a ton of time doing photography, yeah. like not what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and <clears throat> so I remember like um, just talking to Merv and being like, yo, like I just had to sit another sit down with my boss. Like he told me like, I mean, obviously like things aren't going well and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then I was like, maybe I, I think I'm going to step back from like take a step back from photography and like focus on my job. Cause you know, yeah. If I don't have kind of like my source of living, mm-hmm. then it's going to be much harder to like 
pursue what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so like literally next day, um, went in, got laid off. Wow. Yeah. Did they laid like you walk in and they're like, here's your letter. Here's your box. Yeah. Like in the movies. No, it wasn't like that. No, because I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd worked there for four years. So like, it wasn't like bad. It was just like, clearly I was at a point where I was not productive. Okay. And it was very evident. And you knew it. And I knew it too, because yeah. like I was very close to quitting. Anyways. Okay. And you know what? It turned out to be a, like a really good blessing in disguise because, because I got laid off. Right. That's, it's losing your job, but with like a parachute. So like, got it. I got a really good severance for a few months. Oh, that's good. Um, I traveled for a while and really, really went hard, um, with photography and stuff like that. Uh, and that was, yeah, that was like a year ago now. That's so, amazing. Since then you not only did photography, but started dabbling into video, created the collective for yeah. Chicago. Can you yeah. tell, can you share a little bit the journey, the progression? How did you end up there? Uh, yeah, the, um, the community was kind of something that me and a couple friends started with, um, my good buddy, Max and Ethan, just kind of, we just kind of started something because we really, I don't know, we, we were all, we were all really close and, uh, hung out all the time, shot together all the time. And it was kind of like a project, mm -hmm. like a side project. Um, like always starting side projects yeah but like um we were also kind of frustrated with um some of the existing communities just because um at least me personally like the way i was treated mm -hmm. um i wasn't happy with so like i was like okay well why don't we just like start our own thing yeah you know, and just like you know yeah, instead just of hang just out. complaining you yeah just like hang out and like do something about it and not yeah not like dwell on like negative things and stuff like that so like So yeah, it, it became like a fun thing and, and um, a bunch of uh, my other friends um, were really supportive of it. Um, and um, a lot of my friends in the community were also supportive of it. And uh, we started hosting just like random events. You know, last year, last summer we started, um, it's been a little bit over a year now, we started in May. Um, and we had, you know, our first meetup was like 10, 15 people. Uh, Which is and pretty now, good already. That was pretty good. I was, I was like, just kind of cool. I, I was excited that people were like, like just down to like chill, yeah. with, like no agenda and like hang out and like shoot because like, yeah. that's what we all love to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, <clears throat> uh, yeah, nowadays we're our last event. We just passed our anniversary, like I said, and we're, we went from, you know, hosting our events in the public, like at a park to the top of one of the observation decks in Chicago, the top of one of the tallest towers here, 360 Chicago, mm -hmm. had a gallery, like 300 people up there. 300? 300, wow. 300 of our people plus the public. Wow. In a gallery, people were showcasing their art. Um, it was all around just like an amazing event. We had an amazing sunset with like low fog over the city of Chicago, just Crazy. epic. So like, it's really culminated like like snowballed in a big way in just a year. Um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Not to mention like we're part of a global community, like mm -hmm. shooters, the brand. Yeah. Shy shooters is one piece of like all these different guys. They're That's in the UK, cool. they're on the West coast, LA Bay Pacific Northwest. So it's kind of like, like an ideal that, that some of my friends in those different regions started. And then I was like, well, I have the time. And then, you know, we, also had the passion for it. So we were like, why don't we just start in Chicago too? That's so awesome. they've been really supportive too. That's awesome. Do, yeah. you, do you think it's a good uh, trigger for creativity also, those communities? Like, do you get sure. a lot of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think what's cool is that you get people, I mean, every it's everybody's on social media nowadays, especially mm -hmm. like photographers post, yeah. posting their work, you know, and it's it's a different thing kind of meeting up in person yeah and like a lot, i think a lot of photographers are introverted yes and <laughs> tend to like not really interact with yeah. like other people or like audiences or whatever um networking like this is like something that um 
yeah i like i think that like it's cool that you can like meet someone and put a face behind like true like you know you have you you and i have our actual names their handles but some people have like you know create like just door fate of number 23 (laughs) yeah yoda yoda 77 yeah. Like who's your are you at seventy seven? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Star Wars character. But like yeah, it's cool like meeting people in real life. Um because and the other thing is like in on social media you don't even know if you're interacting with the real person sometimes. True, very true. Yeah. Yeah, especially when the accounts get bigger. Yeah. So it's really cool to see like, oh, there really are like three hundred at least real yeah. people that are paying attention and like actually vibing with like um, which is doing, yeah which you know? is pretty incredible because i mean from my experience my community is, is very global yeah um so even if i throw a meetup in chicago i probably won't have 300 people who know who know me me as me you know yeah uh which is cool when you get very local and that's that's actually a good business tip i think also is stop thinking too global and think local and really build local communities and like, yeah. local business versus trying to be known in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which uh, we all get somewhere. caught up, you know, and yeah. especially with Instagram. We're like, wow, but that guy has like 500,000 followers. But if he did a ma- meetup here, he might have five people, you know? True, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm going to share a quick story. There was someone that, uh, joined the 30-day Adventure to Great Photos, the s- season two. And a week or two after, he sent me a message. And he's like, hey, Pierre, I just wanted to thank you. It was awesome. Uh, loved the content. And I wanted to let you know that I started a community for photographers. And he lives in, I guess, like kind of suburb area or in a place like gated community, he called it. And he said, I started a, a photography group. And he said the first time I had like 25, 30 people show up and then we just started doing regular events and just go out, going out and shoot. And he, well, I didn't do anything, but he, he's like, I want to thank you because it pushed me to get out and to meet other people also. Yeah. And then he is the, he's literally the vector now. And he's like, I'm using some of your stuff to actually help other, which I was yeah. like, oh man, this is so cool. That's see, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. he, he's retired, like. I think he's retired. He's like 60 plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have so some older folks no come age. by too. And like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Just like connecting people, you know, I think like at, at our core, like people just want to like connect with like-minded people and like, Absolutely. Meet, like make new friends. Like after, after a certain point in your life, like most, for most people, I think it's after college, it's very hard to meet new people and like, um, genuinely like connect with people. You know what I mean? Um, so that's just another benefit. The other thing is the gallery. So like that was an idea. I've I've been doing galleries for almost two years now. Like with your art? With with my art and I actually th- I used to throw um th- that concept that that I just talked about at 360. Mm-hmm. That concept I've been using um since January of 2017. Nice. Um I or no, it was it 2018? I think it was early last year. Damn, dude. Time flies. Well, time flies, but that was only like 18 months ago. <laughs> So like, so like I used to host these, um, galleries for, um, for charity. Yeah. Um, the brain and behavior research foundation was, mm-hmm. a, was a charity. Um, and I used to just invite like my friends yeah. to donate art people on Instagram, like random people would donate art that I knew on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we would hang it up just like in my apartment, literally just hammer it into my wall. And I have like pictures of this, like it's really? in my highlights. Yeah. Like <clears throat> it was really cool. Like we had, a packed house we had like 70 pieces of art um in my apartment my old apartment and that yeah i forgot to mention that that i that idea is now being combined with like the shooters kind of mentality that's cool and so i went from like hosting these things in my apartment to combining it with this like community idea and hosting them was it just for your friends in your apartment what do you mean did you invite just your friends oh no to to come and do it how did you get the word out no i it was social media and then yeah it was my friends okay and then my friends brought their friends oh so word of mouth so big time. yeah 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 like That's the power so- yeah the power of just like just social well i mean your your intimate network got it combined with like you know facebook and instagram it's very easy to, to get the word out that's nowadays. awesome 
I'm gonna pick up a question from Instagram that's kind of related to that community or like meeting on the photographer aspect. And so at uh, Alex was asking on, on Instagram, he was asking, how do you, what do you think about photo tours or workshops that are organized by other photographers or by people? Do you think it's, it's something that people should try to go to or what, yeah. what's your thoughts on that yeah man like i think uh i'm guilty of this i think the biggest mistake that not only photographers but anyone that's like kind of amateur like new yeah. to something and trying to learn something the biggest mistake they can do well the best thing they could do is do it themselves and learn it yeah. i guess everyone has their own different ways of learning but the best thing they could do is consult with like an expert like pay them for their time and literally just get a shortcut to like a lot of things that probably would have taken you, you know, even with like YouTube and, and shit like that, yeah. like taking you like months to learn, Makes even sense. just like discover, you know? Yeah. Um, like if there's someone whose work that you really vibe with and they offer courses and you know, it's like a couple hundred bucks maybe, Yeah. you know, for most people it's like a few hours of work or like a, a day maybe of work. I don't know. Um, it's totally worth that time and that money. Yeah. Right. To learn that, take take like a, especially like a, if you like their art, yeah. you want to understand what's yeah. what's the thought process behind. Yeah. But, and I, I would say so. The courses is one aspect, which is cool. But if there is any kind of live interaction or like a real in-person workshop, I've taken it in the past, and I remember it was so helpful to see behind. Yeah your screen what is happening and how that person is thinking sometimes you might be surprised that it's actually not as magical as you might think yeah but when he explains what he's thinking or when that person like tried to walk you through the process it actually puts all the pieces you might have seen in different places together for sure and yeah. during the same day or the same week you're in that workshop and i think that's very valuable absolutely and then i mean as kind of like photography and like the whole genre evolves yeah it gets more technical right like mm -hmm. a lot of people can shoot really good photos nowadays especially with the yeah. kit that's out there nowadays yeah it's true you know like the thing that most mostly sets people apart nowadays is their their own unique vision like mm -hmm. how they edit things and like how they see the world and share that yeah so like if you can kind of learn not copy their style but like see where see like where they're going and what what sort of steps are taken to achieve their look you know in a way it's you, like, you learn a lot from yeah that, from just that process and then not only that but on the technical side you know things like photoshop mm -hmm. um if you're in a video like premiere yeah. you know after effects all that stuff it's really intimidating because like <laughs> yes dude there's so much you could do with them yeah you know and the more the more like little kind of like options, shortcuts yeah. and like options you, you can learn and um not only, like presets right like like everyone knocks on presets, but like sometimes they're really helpful. To well, just, I mean, like, they start helped with. me uh, at the beginning. Yeah. I remember. I would, yeah. I, I mean, presets are the reason I understood some of the panels in Lightroom. Yeah. I could not. I would watch tutorials. I would try it myself, but I, I, I never had a finished product where it worked well. Yeah. Until I, I downloaded some presets and I started playing with their settings. It was like wow that is what the calibration actually does and yeah. how it affects the photo you know yeah. i was like that's why i could never get if we're talking about the film look which is very particular to get when you come from a digital image yeah i never understood how with some sliders they could get everything and until i discovered they were using massively calibration tools which i never touched in the past um and that you was to, a few years ago i have no idea what you're talking about really yeah i'll show you it's a the bottom right panel in, in Lightroom. Well, I know the calibration, but like, I don't know. I guess I don't know it's, what sort of look you're so talking about. If if you're listening, you might be in your car or whatever. Please don't pull up your phone to look at it. But uh, I'm going to try to make it simple. The calibration sliders in um, Lightroom is actually affecting each individual color within the pixels. So you have RGB, right? You've got three colors in each pixel. And depending yeah. on the percentage of each color, you're going to get the result of one color in that pixel. Yeah. Now, when you touch that calibration tool, you're affecting the percentage that a blue is coming out. Yeah. 
So instead of having 30% blue, 30% green, 30% uh, red, you're saying that the blue should be more red. So yeah. you're saying that that red pixel should be, uh, the blue pixel should shift more towards the red. So you're taking out of the blue and putting into the red. But that affects any color you see that includes that color blue, that B, that percentage. Right. Even if it's 2%, it's going to be affected. Mm -hmm. So the difference with HSL sliders are only affecting your visual blue, what you see as blue, versus that affects the information that makes a color the color. Yeah. And that is crazy because I highly recommend you just like pick up an image with a ton of colors or like those like test image SMTPE. Yeah. And then you just move the sliders and you will see it's gonna it's gonna blow your mind. Is it the same as like 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 so I usually do that similarly, but with just like the curves, like the RGB curves. No, that doesn't it's, even work. It's not the same? No, it's not oh, the same. Okay. It's, I'll have to play around with it. Yeah. yeah. It, that would change more the luminosity within those curves, if I'm correct. Or the person. It, oh, no. It does. Sorry, no, but, it but, changes the output. But if you do the yes. individual RGB curves, yeah, you can change the amount of. So I think it still does. I, I would have to try it uh, on the curves. I don't want to say it's, something. It's similar. I think it's more similar, but, but I, it's still affecting like, the visual. Yeah. If I look, if I were to. Because I know those calibration sliders, I just don't touch them usually because. Um, they're difficult to work with I find yeah I think what it would do is like because the slider is always linear yeah right just across the screen across that like grid and so like I, I think what it does is it just moves that line straight up or down basically yeah yeah it does uh, but it, I think it also works with luminosity and the output of the color I'm not sure we're getting real technical yeah we're getting way too technical <laughs> this is like okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we just have to test it out but uh, calibration and HSL I know very well the difference because yeah. I'm a diehard farm fan of that difference yeah I use those a lot too um, if you want to play with calibration my only recommendation is use it maybe at first on images that have like magenta tints or whatever and try to yeah. shift that one way on, or another but do we, we learn we, about it in your course yes I, there you I, go. go I there. explain every module. Yeah. That's, um, that's where you go next. There you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the, the, the what, it, what is, where do you see yourself going forward as a creator, as a photographer? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Changes every day. Like, yeah, I guess I didn't really talk about like what I did after I left. Like, I, like I said, I was, um, taking like all of the kind of like any gig that kind of came my way mm -hmm. um, portraits like I used to do group sessions where I would take like 10 people around the city of Chicago yeah like give them a little tour but also give them portraits cool um, but that was really exhausting yeah I bet um, and then I realized I, I'm not really a big fan of portraits yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like portraits but I think doing 200 people and you're like nah I'm out yeah yeah um so yeah, even now, now I mean, it's only been a year, yes. you know, since I've like turned pro. So it's kind sense. of crazy, like, like all just, that happens in a year. Yeah, you, you you find out a lot about what you like and what you don't like, and there's so many different niches and directions that you can go with photography, even just photography, not even like the stuff beyond that I like. Yeah, I like I love to do now like time lapse. I love a lot of like hyperlapse, like video. Yeah, all of that combined into like, you know, a creative edit for video. Um, I'm still learning every day. Um, what I would love to do, actually, if I were to give you my kind of like ideal job right now with photography or like with, with, with this like media thing, um, with what I know right now is, you know, I love architecture. I mm -hmm. do a lot of like architecture and interior work right now. Yeah. Um, and I would love to continue doing that, but um, do it for a really well-known architecture firm like one of my favorites is Skidmore Skidmore Owings and Merrill yeah if you look up their portfolio of buildings around the world it's insane did you they have did you start shooting their buildings for them yeah no for them for no. you for me yeah yeah you, you well, basically make your own portfolio and then send it to them yeah I, I, have, I have you did I have nice um so we'll get there guys but like if anyone is working for that What's the name again? Skidmore, Owings, and Merrill. S-O-M. If anyone is working for that company, hit Alex up. Or 
if you know someone who knows someone who knows someone, help a boy out here. Yeah, throw me a bone. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. We put it out in the universe. No, literally though. What I so like it was insane. Like me and um, Max, who I mentioned earlier, I started try shoes with him. Uh, we were. He's been help really helpful. He's a graphic designer. He's he was helping me out with uh, my portfolio, and I was putting together separate ones because mm-hmm. I do a lot of genres, but I was focusing on the architecture one for actually a position at that firm. And uh, I was noticing that a lot of the buildings that I photographed, you know, I've been yeah. fortunate enough to like travel a lot um, around the world. And a lot of the buildings I photographed were in their portfolio. Oh, so I'm like, I'm kind of like naturally drawn to their work. That's interesting. Um, it was pretty uncanny. And I was like, wow, okay, this might be like something that I would really love to do, you know? Not to mention like with urban photography, you can, I can utilize yeah. the stuff I really love, like time-lapse, hyperlapse, the, the video content, all of that stuff is part of that. You're not just, your main job usually in those types of jobs is not just going out and photographing on those assignments. Yeah. You're usually trying to really capture that building in a certain environment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, the applications for all of those is kind of unlimited. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it'll just take time. You know, that's where I love to go. But um, I kind of love what I'm doing right now. You know, it's giving me a lot of freedom. Um, like I'm today, I shot an interior. Tomorrow, I'm shooting a wedding. I'm filming a wedding. You know, it's it's cool. It's cool. It changes every day. Yeah, um, that's what I like uh, about what you're doing. You're literally hustling, and you you're not being snobby about anything which is cool no i think that's really important you know like i i think i think it's important to be kind of precious about your work but i think especially at the beginning you, you need to like yeah just be open to everything if yeah. you're really serious about it because like i don't know i think a lot of people like start doing especially on social media it's like you pick up something but you start doing it because it's trendy or popular yeah. or something like that you know i can only post people with glasses and fairy lights <laughs> and and yeah and prism shots yeah that, those that's those shots are really cool you know but like, I don't know, think about why you're doing it other than maybe to get a little more popularity or something like that. Yeah. yeah are you doing it for the likes or are you doing it because you genuinely love it and want to do it? Sure. Every day? Yeah. Um, and I, I get that there's a fine line because I, I was, you know, when I was still just shooting for fun, you know, I did all that stuff and it was fun. Yeah. But I realized I was I was pursuing a lot of some of the photos I used to take. Yeah, because I knew it would be popular. Like, oh, interesting! You get to a point. You, you, know, you, you, you literally get to a point where you're like, if I do this shot, I know people are gonna go nuts for it. You know, interesting. And that's a skill too. It's it's creating marketable content. Like yes, that that's that a very, is a skill. That, that is, is a skill, skill. Yeah, but it's only a skill if you use it for a client, not really for your. I mean, it is for your Instagram. If that's your thing, that's cool too. If that's but, your thing, like you said, if yeah. that's what at the core you are in love. Yeah. But if you're just doing it for the marketing, I see. It is, yeah, you know. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're serious about it, you got to, like, find other ways to apply it. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Because Instagram yeah. doesn't pay the bills. Instagram does not pay the bill. Only sponsors Only pay sponsors. bills. <laughs> who want yeah. to reach your audience. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think I ever did the sponsored really? post on Instagram. No. I've done quite a few now. Uh, I never did. I think. I'm surprised you, because you you have a lot of. I've tagged following. places yeah. uh, that I exchange services for. Yeah. Um, but never like a that, commercial project. But for, never like no. It was brand. always like exchanges of services. I would say, mm-hmm. like either a hotel or a place or like diving center helped us out, and then uh, they're like, okay, we can help you with this, and I'm like, okay, I can create this for you. And yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tag you in, in the photos. It but, is a form of, of compensation, and I understand that it's not nice just to work for free. But that's also what you have to do to get your portfolio up yeah. and, and get mo- the ball moving. You that's know? true. Yeah, and I did do a lot of trade for work. Yeah, um, I, I love those. I still think you have uh, when you do trade for work, it allows you to go in direction that you haven't explored yet. Yeah. Without being cocky, without being snobby, and without having the pressure of failing it. If you they pay you, not that I'm saying that you cannot do a good job, but if they don't pay you, they also lower the expectation. They understand yeah. that you're not Michelangelo, you know, like yeah. otherwise you would be charging me two million dollar for for your wall art. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point too. You know, it's about you got to be smart about like 
what you want out of it and mm-hmm. what, what you value yourself at. I think that's the hardest thing. It has to be a win-win right. for both. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, what I found out is, like, even now with, you know, as many kind of, like, photographers as there are out there, like, your work has a lot of value to yes. certain people. So, but it's up to you to, like, convince them of that value. You know, there's a lot of selling yeah. involved in the, in this kind of world, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's up to you kind of to determine, like, the fair value of, like, your work as well. I, I want to jump on the... Um some i had a discussion with someone the other day and that photographer told me that you know what about travel photography what is kind of funny is what you see on instagram what you see on social media is not the same thing that is being sold through agencies or what real travel or like real uh, city photographers actually shoot and it's actually completely different yeah because there is no trend it's like very much more like it's commercial. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's, something that you could slap on like anything. Yeah, and add an airport, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Clean billboard. your teeth, and you have a photo of Chicago. You don't know why, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it just made me think about it, and I, I thought that was an interesting topic where I feel like a lot of people might be chasing. How do you? A lot of people might just be chasing, you know, like new trends or new editing styles, etc. Features, when, right? Yeah, or features like when thing, yeah. all they want is actually to work with the city hall of their town, which does not care the, to the least of the style or, of the photo. They just yeah, want good photos. Yeah, or like, you know, a big company, right? Yeah. Like a, a peak design or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They just want photo of their product. And they yeah. have very clear guidelines, those people. Like yes. Those companies. But it's also like you're, you're, you're limiting yourself so much, especially to companies like those. Yeah. You know, even like you think about like Sony, Canon, yeah. even the big camera companies, like, of course they want content, but like they have their guys Yes. and all of the other million other photographers want to work for them. So like, why, why would they choose you? Like, you know, it's true. So it's, true. it's like, it's like, you can get it, but you have to like, I think know the right people. Yeah, it's all about connection. Um, yeah. But also, like, look elsewhere. Like, look, instead of, um, look at other, and look outside of, like, cameras, right? Look yes. at headphones. Like, I've worked with Bose before. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like, look at uh, other computer peripherals, you know? I, I did a commercial project for Western Digital. They do, like, storage drives, you know? Yeah. Just all so, sorts of, there's so much technology yeah. out there. Yeah. And chances are, if you want to work for like a camp- camera company or like camera bag company or something like that, you're probably interested in that stuff too, because you'll utilize that stuff too. You know? Yeah. And I mean, every photographer wants to work with a v- camera company, right? Versus yeah. Or like a- be sponsored by them. That's like the holy exactly. grail of like, yeah. like, which is double edged sword because then you cannot try other cameras. So I, I did speak to it. Sony. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to know, I spoke to Sony. And the girl told me, usually YouTubers don't even want to be ambassadors at the end of the day because they want to try other cameras and make videos about it. But if you're an ambassador, they're like in the contract that says you cannot use any other gear. Yeah. Um, So I'm like, whoa, wow. I don't think it's worth the $3,000 of gear you're going to be saving over like a year or two years. Yeah, you kind of limit yourself a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. But that that would be dope though. Yeah, I Would think you... it's just more the prestige. I've it's always that, loved... Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I discovered... What I discovered is that I always wanted to be sponsored by a brand. But what I discovered is that actually I want to be involved in what that brand does with other creators versus I don't care so much about the brand itself. I care about their initiatives that they create and get, bring opportunities to creators. That is what I yeah. care about. That is what I think is really cool. The that is, that getting is, the free yeah. gear part does not interest me the least. It's yeah. and and if you look at it, people are interested only in brands that have a good collective, you know, and that are doing things. Like Sony has been amazing at at. Dude, they're killing the game. Yeah, like, they invited me to go to the one in uh, Kando this summer. Oh, in, the, uh, that, in nice, August. Nice. nice. That's so Japan? I'm gonna go. Oh no, it's in uh, or... Oregon, and um, and oh, their last one was Japan. Was it? No, the name is Kando, it's, which is oh. Japanese, but I think it's always been in, in the U.S. so far. But 
just that is is pretty cool you know yeah. um it's all about like getting in touch with the community and getting also in touch with like really good photographers that are part of their collective i think i'm excited about that part too so you're gonna do it yeah of course Sick. of course it's gonna be great super excited i'll let you know guys i'm is gonna there, make is there room for a cannon shooter <laughs> i don't know <laughs> speaking of canon i have sebastian erazzo arc on instagram asking sony a7 II or canon add for what uh, photos oh definitely the sony sony yeah got it the add isn't even a full frame well first it's not uh it's not and second it's it feels so old I mean, even the Sony a7 II is yeah. old, but that one feels old and it's DSLR. So it's like Jurassic to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah the dynamic range of the a7 II is great. Yeah, that alone. Like, yeah. It's not really a fair comparison. I don't even think they're in the same price but category. That, you know what? That, that is, uh, and uh, that's really open discussion podcast, guys. That what surprises me. A lot of people still consider those cameras. Canon 80D, 70D. I get those questions a lot. Mm. I'm like... Well, who who told you to even look at that? You know, it, probably it, some YouTuber. Yeah, a lot of a lot of YouTubers use the ADD. Okay, do do you guys remember? Do you remember when uh, Canon gave away and paid like so many YouTubers to talk about the 6D Mark II, and yeah. like suddenly over the next months you had like I don't know like hundreds of videos about why everyone should get a 6D Mark II. I had that camera. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> How long ago? I don't think I was I was sold. Maybe I was influenced by someone unknowingly. I mean, Peter did it. Everyone did it. So I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. But I've always been a Canon shooter. Yeah. So, well, then that would make sense that you stay in that line. I mean, they yeah. don't have that many cameras that come out anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I because at the time, that was when I, that was my first full frame camera. Nice. And that was two years ago. Cool. It wasn't even that long ago. Ha. <laughs> Love um, it. That's why I love speaking and having you on the podcast. It's you're not like bored. You're not. You haven't been doing that for like 20 years, where you're like, oh, my life is like uh, behind me as a creator, or you know, you're actually literally in the trenches right now, which is really for cool. For sure, yeah, yeah, man. That camera was cool two years ago, and then they released the A7 II. I remember that, and I was like, now I'm pissed. <laughs> now I want an A7 II. But so, guys, if you ever think about like A7 II or not, I would say just wait a year. If you can wait 12 months and get an A7 III, it's going to be such a big jump. It's going to be really yeah. better because the battery life also is so much better. Yeah. Uh, and I think that makes a big difference. I wouldn't even worry too much about like shoot what you like, you know. I would say shoot what you're most comfortable with. Yeah. Not because like it is a great sensor, but like... You know, there's so much more to good photos than like... You need to have it nicely in hand. Some people prefer also Fuji or like smaller, yeah, smaller I bodies. Yeah. Uh, I love those like micro photo lenses. You have them all in your pocket. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point too. Like full frame doesn't mean it's a better camera automatically. No. You know, some of the really good cinema cameras like the the uh, Blackmagic pocket. Yeah. Like that's a micro four thirds. Yeah, yeah. And it shoots amazing 4K. People it, are raving about it. Uh, yeah, I've seen crazy for, night for videos. What, like yeah. a thousand, between a thousand to two thousand. Yeah. Versus, I don't know, a C two hundred or a C three hundred. Yeah, which goes like crazy expensive. Probably like twelve, thirteen k. Yeah. But that that and that is the beauty I would say nowadays with like all the content creation is that, um, and even YouTubers or reviews on Instagram and everything is that it's very difficult for brands to. Um, dominate the market or at least dominate the media market right yeah they can't pay every single influencer to talk about one thing yeah and you still have the traditional medias but now youtube or any influencer is getting such a big like weight in the equation mm -hmm. and that's where it gets so interesting because you see smaller brands that maybe you wouldn't have heard before but People are just so blown away by what it can do that they they will make content for free. They don't even care. People are just like, wow. Yeah. And then you, that's your marketing. Right. That's how Sony like got so good too. Mm. Like they had some a few good photographers in the collective, and then everyone like, oh wow, you can do crazy stuff. And yeah, and after, after you try it, you want to share it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they've done really well with the. They've literally like taken over the influencer market. 
Yeah. In the photography space, at least. Well, video too. Like anyone who likes does like travel video is usually on Sony nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are there are a bunch still on Canon One DX, but anyone who is like normal arms, well, the One DX no. is the worst travel camera. <laughs> I know. I have um, one in the back back there. But then you see Peter, and then you saw Lost LeBlanc, and maybe you see, what's his name, uh, um, Sam Calder, I think, it might have one at yeah, one point yeah. or whatever. And so people think you need that camera, uh, which is... True. Which I probably, I probably got, from the, yeah, I probably got sucked into that a little bit. But for my application, like both photo and video, mm -hmm. it's perfect. Mm. But some of those Sony cameras, like you said, yeah, same thing. It doesn't make it a worse camera. It's just like pretty heavy and imagine if you're like someone who likes to travel light <laughs> not it's me like, no that's not gonna work i'm probably gonna have back problems yeah <laughs> you and me both we have the same we're, we're all gonna backs. have back problems yeah we need the chiropractor <laughs> right now all right alex what if there was someone right now that came to you and asked and said hey alex i'm i'm kind of still young or i've had that dream my whole life of trying photography what do you suggest i do next Oh, I guess I could have gone into this when I was explaining before. Yeah. So I turned 29. I'm I'm turning 30 this year. And like I said, I started last summer. Mm -hmm. Like going pro. Like I said, I, my first full frame was two years ago. Yeah. So things happened really, really quick for me. And part, most, part of it was because of just like the pure enjoyment and passion I got out of it. Got it. Uh, well, actually mostly that. And just like hustling the past couple of years, you know, to make it work. Um, I would say... For sure, if you're younger and not even close, remotely close to like my age, like what do you have to lose? You have less to lose. I had a good, like I had a good career, you know? Yeah. Um, I probably could have stayed there and like I said, been just kind of like giving in and like just done, like put in the time and just like, you know, that would have been my life, you know? But it's changed so much. Like the transition over the past year has been like insane, you know? But it's totally worth it, you know? Yeah. I'm probably working more than now than I was then, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it at all. Got it. Yeah, podcast, right? Podcast, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. But um, I, I see, I, I've got two questions for you. Um, I, I just want to bounce back. You sharing it just reminds me, I need to share my story. No one knows really I know you left story. a job too, right? Yeah, and I absolutely need to do a whole... But I, in my head, I was like, 400K or something on YouTube, I want to make a really nice video telling my story, you know? Yeah. Something kind of epic. Yeah. Um, that was my idea. But if I wait too long, I might never share it. <laughs> I have a really cool storyline for a video, actually. Really? To explain this. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever, like, get a big following. Like, even, like, we're, what you have, like, right now. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if I want that, really. But, like... A really cool storyline, and you can have it, I guess, if you want it. It's uh, basically like my life before was linear. Yeah. I knew what to expect going in and out of work every day. Yeah. Right? My paycheck was steady. Um, it's just like everything was kind of like if I followed a certain path, it would just I could see where yeah. my life would be in 20 years. But now, I don't even know. I can't even see past like the next week. I know. Like, and then people ask you, what are you going to do in six months? Last week, last <laughs> week I had... I had no gigs. This yeah. week, I've had a gig every single day, and it's been stressful. But that's what I mean is, like, this yeah. this lifestyle, and you know this well, is it's very up and down. Yeah, it and is. If you if you were to chart that, right, what do they call those uh, heartbeat graphs? Um, I don't know in English. But Stenograph like, or something? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. If anyone knows it, yeah. Yeah, let us know in the comments. So <laughs> if you were to chart that yeah. now, right? Before my life was flatlined. Yeah. And now it's a heartbeat. You come from finance, right? That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not finance. Gonna, it's we're medical. Gonna, we're going to talk about graphs. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I think I'm going to articulate mine around boredom, which, oh. which is, I have a few ideas. Wait, you, you did tell me a little bit of it. You worked in engineering. Yes. You're bored. Yes. I was very bored too, yes. That's the beginning of everything. Um, I think boredom is important though. It is. Boredom, if you're bored more more often than not, I think that makes you a very, very creative person. Yeah. Because your brain is looking for stimulation and for things to do. Absolutely. 
Yeah. That's why I'm bored very, very quickly. Yeah. I have very short attention span, which is great for YouTube because every week I'm like, okay, I need a new video. <laughs> it's great for this, this, cause like, you can just like, it's great for photography cause like, you get distracted by like, yeah. I don't know, everything. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so I, w I was supposed to bounce back on what you said. And, um, I think my first question was simply, what, what is one thing that you went in? And you did not expect went into this yeah when you left and you started what is the one thing that if you could tell your old self hey watch out for that or make sure you do that before you leave is there something like that right now that you could tell your previous self uh yeah i guess like um because this is like a really independent thing you know like it's gonna be a lot of time and effort And it's going to be lonely a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I know like a lot of times like I get to share stuff and like my life looks fun to a lot mm -hmm. of people on social media at least. Right. Yeah. Um, but on the down times, you know, yeah. or, or in those lows, like I was talking about, like those weeks where you're not, you don't even know if you're going to be working. Yeah. You know, um, I'm better at handling them now, but like I, Like I said, I it with the transition was huge. Like yes, you know, and I'm I'm still like getting through it, but um, yeah, that that's just like super hard to deal with, and so like you should one just develop like resiliency. Well, I think I had it already. Yeah. So that helped, but if you don't, you're not gonna last very long. You need to learn how to like bounce back or like hustle and and get those gaps filled. And f find other people. Uh, that's me adding something. Find other people who are uh, hustling through it too. Yeah. And you build that share. your own community uh, yeah. around it. Uh, WeWork is a great place to, to go oh, and I love work, place. for example. Yeah. Uh, Co-working spaces are amazing. You feel less, the less alone. Yeah. Like the community I built. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, we're we're going to wrap up, Alex. But the, the last part that you mentioned is that if you're 29, you actually have nothing to lose. What I want to kind of share is that if you're 59 if you're 49 if you're 69 if you're 75 you have even less to lose you already That's lived true. like more than half your life in pure like in the square exactly where you knew yeah. you were going you knew what you were doing your career was maybe like the same way you know and i think you have less to lose to try now rather than when you're dead because you're yeah. closer and closer to death right Your D-Day is arriving. Yeah, but you also aren't as energetic. Well, who says who? I can I show know. you a ton of like older people. They're, they're going to beat your ass. I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not. I haven't lived that. But like, I don't know. I have a hard time believing like when I'm 50, 55 or something carrying around. I wish you could see my car right now. Like all the stuff that's back here. Not to mention that's 50 to 60 pound backpack. Well, when you're going to be 55, you're probably going to think like, I can't imagine myself at 65 carrying all that gear. And then you're going to think like, oh, 55 is not that old after all. True. That's, that's what, I mean, I'm, I'm 31 now and I'm thinking, if, think about when you were 20 and you were, someone told you you're, they're 31, you're like, wow, yeah. that person's so old. Yeah, that's true. It's like, I wow. feel like my life's like just beginning now, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's a, it's the beginning of an adventure. Yeah. And uh, and that's why I'm like, even if you're older, it, you shouldn't, first of all, you should have accumulated, like maybe you have a house, maybe you have everything so you can fall back if you're smart on stuff. Yeah. And if your family is not supportive with it, just go to hell with them. You know, you tell yeah. them like, what do you, you want me to die unhappy? Is that what you want? Yeah, that's another thing. N not to extend it, but like, yeah. stop listening to especially your parents' opinion yeah. because they have the biggest, they mean well, but they don't know the world that you live in now. Well, Gary makes a great point about that. He's like, if you take their money, you have to listen to them. If you don't take their money or if you want, don't uh, want to listen to them, yeah, yeah, then true. you're like, okay, that's cut true. me off. That's but true. if they want to support you and they'll let you do your own thing, that's awesome. If you can convince them, you know, yeah, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to take true. two years, I'm going to do it, just let me do it and see what happens. That's also a possibility. Yeah. All right, Alex, thank you so much uh, for your time. Do you have any recommendation to create exercise uh, that you want to leave people with, maybe for the weekend? A creative, what, what? Creative exercise that they can go on. Huh. Yeah, go uh, go shoot something you never shot before. If you haven't shot a portrait, 
or done a portrait session shout or like have experience with a model go reach out to your favorite model instagram and see if you can set something up oh, that could be yeah that's a good one Learn, learning a big thing about photography is is not just taking a pic it's like you got to get people comfortable with some people aren't, aren't communication communication yes um yeah it's it's there's a little bit of psychology behind it too oh uh, there's some things that i use it's for just psychology yeah that's the only way you can get people to smile on your photos yeah. 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 And now I've done like some interviews. I filmed some interviews and some people just aren't comfortable in front of a camera. So yeah. a lot of times you have to kind of spend a little bit of time breaking the ice before yeah. you actually film. Yeah. Like, and like, you don't tell them you've been filming the whole time. Yeah. No, the, other, the, other, the other day I was like, I was like talking to them, pretending like it was filming. Yeah. And then I, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start the camera now. And they didn't even realize, you know, it's a mind game. Awesome. <laughs> it's a mind game. It, it, that's awesome but it yeah, makes that's a all great the exercise. difference when you like look at a photo and it's like there's something there that's you know reflecting through their eyes yeah or, like through their just like emotion yeah that's why so many people try to get photos of people without you know have a like candid shots you know of street photography yeah, yeah. but what i discover more and more is that you're able to have natural reactions with people if you're able to get that communication through and open them up to, yeah. to the camera yeah i still think you're able to get something cool and natural yeah. um okay we're gonna wrap it up here uh, for no, let's everyone. go for like two more hours <laughs> i have a five hour drive and i'm trying to avoid it all right so alex why don't you do a live while you drive and people and you just put someone on your live with you and then you just chat for hours because that's distracted driving and probably not safe but you're not supposed to look at the screen. It's like having a conversation. All right, don't do it. All right, I didn't. I didn't suggest anything that like that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, uh, with that being said, everyone, go check out Alex on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's just my name, uh, Alex Kwan. Well, there's underscore. yeah, but I, I don't think anyone can spell it. Right okay, now. underscore Alex. Yeah, they can spell that. Q I A N A L E X Q I A N. Cool. Got it, everyone. Did you did you write it down? Cool. Did you check him on Instagram? All right. Thank you so much, Alex. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Yeah. See I like you, this. brother. This is fun. See ya, dude. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That means the word to me. I think Alex Jone is very inspiring. It reminds me my own journey when I decided to leave my normal engineering job and go full-time into photography i will dig into it one one of these days like really in detail so you guys can ask me questions if you want but remember whatever route you're on whether you're in a corporate job whether you're full-time on your passion project there is never an easy route none of those options are easy sometimes it's difficult to stay in a job that you don't like sometimes it's actually very difficult to make it happen with a job that you like so remember at the end of the day you always have a choice do you want to struggle into something you don't like or do you want to struggle into something you love obviously some of those options have more financial security than other but if you're smart if you do it the right way i to really give yourself a good chance in life to make whatever you want happen speaking of finance guys if you have ever any question about it about for example how i can afford to travel that much or how i went on the world tour with my wife for a year how much did that cost etc please let me know on twitter or on instagram or drop me a voice message on the anchor.fm app that would mean a lot and that's how we get the conversation going all right now it's your turn get out there go shoot try something different try something new i will talk to you in the next episode bye